This is Pete Russos. Welcome to the Journal of Uproarious Growth podcast. Folks, you are in for a tasty treat because today I am bringing you the second ever simultaneous video and podcast recording of the Journal of Uproarious Growth. And like the first simultaneous recording, Today's recording is going to be a presentation of my form of quarantine erotica that I'm calling Quarantotica. This is happening, folks, because of popular demand. I got so many letters from so many of you expressing your intense feelings about my first Quarantotica episode. I want to give you an example of the kinds of letters that I've been receiving because the theme and the content has been very similar. But this person writes... Dear Pete, your Quarantotica video slash podcast was like nothing that I have ever seen or heard before. I have listened to it several times and been thinking about it quite a bit since you released it. The truth is that it has been keeping me up at night and I want to encourage you to talk to a professional about it so that what you're doing gets the attention it deserves. Sincerely, a viewer concerned about the greater good. Well, folks, I have been a licensed mental health professional for well over 20 years at this point and have been working in the field, studying and gaining my training for close to 27 years. And I have developed, dare I say, an incredibly keen ability to read between the lines of the explicit communications that people make with me or or present to me. I'm able to read the implicit communication, so I want to translate this letter for you. Dear Pete, you need to get your Quarantotica out to everyone. It is that important. You need to hire someone to market it for you. It is that important. And I think that that their message could not be stated boldly enough. Well, I want you to know, uh, concerned viewer, that uh, I've taken your message to heart, but I'm not going to hire a professional to market my Quarantotica because I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the public service. I'm in it for the greater good. And I want this to be out there in the public space, no strings attached. I don't want this to be about commercialism. I want this to be about generous altruism on my part, sharing my Quarantotica with everyone at no cost to them. So, having dispensed with that, I want to move right into what I'm calling Quarantotica number two. Here's a letter that I think many of you will relate to, and if you don't, you'll wish that you could relate to it. Dear Pete, well, I never thought what I'm about to describe would happen to me. I live by myself and have not had any direct contact with any other human being for the last seven weeks. I have not ventured outside at all. My job has always been very solitary. I work from home in the IT field, and even before the COVID-19 pandemic, Virtually all of my interactions with my colleagues have been done by email. The activities that I used to engage in, going to the gym, and normal errands like shopping have all been discontinued. 
I have been ordering all of my groceries along with some takeout food online. The delivery people have been leaving my orders on my front porch without us having any interaction at all. Needless to say, I had been experiencing a buildup of pressure and tension and gotten to where I badly need a release. In fact, this week, I realized that things had gotten to where I thought I was going to explode. I needed to get out of the house, so the other day, I decided to go grocery shopping. I had no idea what I would find out there, but I fantasized about what might happen. I went to my local market quite early one morning. I was surprised by how empty it was. I saw a few people working in the distant corners of the store, but did not encounter another shopper the whole time that I was making my way up and down the aisles. It felt good to be out, but it certainly did not seem that I would find what I had fantasized about to release me from the intense longing and desire that had been building up inside me, the desire for hygienic, interactive connection. But then it happened. I had finished filling my shopping cart and made my way to the only checkout line that was open in the store, a self-checkout line. As I approached the register, I saw that a mere six feet in front of me was another human being, another customer. I could tell, based on the way that this shopper filled out their PPE, that this was a woman. I felt an immediate and incredibly intense sense of excitement to be this close to her. I could feel my palms getting sweaty, and not just because of the latex gloves that I was wearing. My heart felt like a bass drum was beating in my chest, the rhythm getting faster and faster as I gazed at the female form in front of me. My glasses began to fog, and I could feel sweat on my brow. I was getting more and more excited, my sense of longing growing with each passing millisecond. I wondered what would happen between us. I knew what I wanted to happen, but that seemed to be unrealistic. It seemed to be pure fantasy. Nonetheless, I let those thoughts and images flourish in the part of my brain where such images go to flourish. I stood there watching her and was completely taken in by the way she bent over to place her produce on the scale. At one point, she handled an eggplant in a manner that made me wish I was an eggplant. I allowed myself to imagine that she would cover her eggplant in mozzarella cheese and that she would be able to explain to me why eggplant parmesan is made with mozzarella cheese but is not called eggplant mozzarella, thus answering a question that has perplexed me for such a long time. I imagined that I was licking her eggplant all over and that there was no hint of bitterness in it the kind of bitterness that can happen with eggplant when it is not prepared properly by brining. Brining, which when it comes to her eggplant, would really be wonderfully salty foreplay. I could tell by her movements that she, in her N95 full-face respirator and disposable gloves, knew her way around a grocery store self-checkout line. 
It was so clear that she had way more experience than me, and I imagined what it would be like to have her teach me. I imagined what it would be like for her to pop my cherry container, because looking at the container of organic Bing cherries that I had put in my cart, I realized that I had no idea how to pop it open. It was one of those plastic containers that are made way more complicated to open than they need to be. But somehow, I knew that this mystery shopper in front of me, that she would surely know just how to expertly pop open and enjoy my sweet, succulent cherries. I continued to watch as she emptied her shopping cart, her movements like a sensual dance, a dance that I desperately wanted to learn. I could see that she was almost finished, that the dance was almost over. I didn't want it to end. It seemed that I was about to go unfulfilled, this incredible experience ending with a slam, bam, your turn, man, that would feel like sloppy seconds as she left and I made my way up to the self-checkout register. But then it happened. The shopper turned and looked at me. She was wearing tinted goggles, but I could make out the outline of her eyes. She peered at me, looked me up and down, and then said, I'm glad to see that you're wearing protection. I can't tell you the number of folks who want to come in here and engage without protection. I don't respect them, and I want nothing to do with them. You, though, you're one of the good ones. I think I'd like to wipe things down for you. It was at that moment that I was so glad that I was wearing baggy pants. Regular pants would have been too tight and constraining, and thus too hot with all of the protection I had on. But I was so glad that I had the protection on, because that was what she had been drawn to in me. It was all I could do to say, in a voice barely above a whisper, Yes, please, I think I'd like that. With that, this sultry shopping angel picked up the spray bottle of disinfecting cleaner that the store had placed at the self-checkout register. She sprayed the surfaces of the scale and the credit card pin pad and sprayed down the entire bagging area. She turned to look at me and held my gaze as the 60 seconds needed for full disinfecting ticked down. I could feel the moment building inside me. This was a runaway train of excitement that could not be stopped. She picked up a paper towel to wipe up the liquid that was now glistening all over the surfaces before me. And she wiped and moved the paper up and down until every single last drop had been taken care of. I could not help myself and found myself saying out loud, Yes, yes, that's the way I like it. So dirty and now so clean. Yeah, just like that. Thank you, thank you. She smiled and said, You're welcome, my pleasure. And then she turned and walked out. It was a happy ending unlike any that I had ever had in a grocery store before. This concludes this piece of Quarantatica number two, brought to you by the Journal of Uproarious Growth.
Be well, folks. Okay, time to bring it home.